Hi, I'm Jamie, and I am the creator of One World, Your Story, where we bring people together. And right now, we need this more than ever. The murder of George Floyd, the latest of countless Black Americans to be murdered at the hands of police in America, has set off a chain reaction across the United States. People are angry, people are hurt, and rightfully so. We cannot stand by and allow this to continue any longer. It's time to use our voices and bring this conversation out into the open for good. So join us for this episode of The Floyd Files. No good deed goes unpunished. It's a real thing. It's sad. It's as sad as reality. Okay. Cheers, Connor. Cheers. Here we go. Okay, so we met tomorrow. It'll be exactly a week ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I met you as I was about to leave to go on a bike ride. Came back from the bike ride. Do you remember what I said when I walked in the gate coming back from the bike ride? You're like, somebody got shot downtown. Yeah, that's exactly what it... No, I said there was a shooting. There was a shooting. I didn't know if someone got shot. And I was like, I could have told you that. Yeah, you said, do you remember the, what, summer of 93? Yeah, the summer of violence. Summer of violence. So... A lot of people don't remember the summer of violence. Do you want to say something about it? So the summer of violence was like the early 90s, when to my knowledge, like, it's like gang-related, like a bunch of, like the Crips left, and they quoted a bunch of people... In like the late 80s. Now the Bloods is going and quote a bunch of people. And then Chris was just clapping these fools, to my knowledge. That's, that's, what it, that's what it was when I was growing up in it. So um, it was just a bunch of murders. Like It was just like an ominous feeling every day. Like eight, nine years old. You're like, am I going to catch a straight bullet today? Is someone going to get shot? Is my relative going to get shot? Like It was just like a very ominous, like dreadful time to like live in. It was not that good. And then I brought that up because that's what it feels like today. It feels like you got COVID, you got, I mean, racism's always been here. You know what I'm saying? We're built on a country that was built on the backs of people being, you know, being slaves to other people's, for other people's betterment. So you got racism, you got COVID. And then, you know, I felt like it was just going to, it's like, it's just like a cycle. So it's going to restart over. So then, so then I'm like, there's COVID. No one's got. No one's getting their medication. No one's getting their health care. They're losing their minds. There's gonna be. I'm like. I'm waiting for the violence to start, and then we were on lockdown, so it really couldn't. Mm. It really, it really couldn't start. And then, and you see this guy get murdered. Like you watch for nine minutes, someone get murdered, like by four people. And he's a big dude too, so it took four people or three dudes to to sit on this dude and kill him, right? And then, boom! Now you got the violence. So the summer of violence. Part, I mean, the summer of violence was 92, 93, 94. It was a a, a while. It wasn't just one summer. It was a a while. So now you've got it again. Okay, so from your life experience, you already felt this kind of brewing and coming on. Yeah. Yeah, the feeling was ominous. Like, I'm like, well, people people got COVID. They're in the house. They're stir crazy, cabin fever, all that shit. Losing jobs. And And then these people don't have, these people... Don't have money or income coming in, so they can't get, they can't get medication. They can't, you know, they can't provide for their family, and that they, you you got to get it some way. And there's the haves, and there's the have-nots. So, 
Yeah. Okay. People so gotta do what they got to do. You know what I'm saying? They they go do it. Okay, so you're already bringing up a bunch of points. Uh, I want to make sure people know who you are because the truth matters. I don't really know that much about you. I don't know who I am. I mean, do do any of us really? <laughs> like that's kind of the fun of life. Evo I don't know. I evo think evolution going on <laughs> always. So. so I know your name's Connor. I know that you did not grow up in Denver. I don't remember where you said you were born. I grew, and grew up, up. I was born in Nebraska, but I grew up in Littleton. I went to Bear Creek High School. Oh, so you did grow up in Colorado. Mm -hmm. But how long did you live in Nebraska? Until uh, I was like 11. Then I moved to Texas and then Oklahoma and then here. And I told my mom, I'm not moving no more. Okay. So. By the way, if you all are watching live, can you just let us make sure, you, uh, if you can't hear us, give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down because we have one mic in the middle. And I just want to make sure. I didn't hear us. I can hear us on my phone. It's oh, you can? Okay. You can hear us. Okay. So when you were like 11. Mm -hmm. You were here in Colorado. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, did you move here with both of your parents? No. My mom kidnapped me and brought me out here against my will. Okay. <laughs> or moving, so I like to call it. We No, we moved out here. It was me and my little brother. And then I went to went to Bear Creek, but we lived in actually the rival high school's neighborhood. We lived in the Columbine neighborhood, so I grew up all the Interesting. Yeah, you're Littleton, of course. I grew up with all the Columbine kids after, right after the shooting. So that happened. Uh, that happened in yeah. I was in fifth grade. That happened in 1999, and I moved out here in 2000. Like I think four or six months after the shooting. How old are you now? 35. 35. I'm 32. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you were maybe like eighth grade, something like that. Uh, I was. I was a sophomore. Sophomore. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you would have literally. Been I was in, in eighth grade when it happened. Then no, I think I was in. I think I was in ninth grade when it happened, and then we moved out here. Okay. For my sophomore year. With your little brother. My little brother and my mom. And then it was just, it was crazy. It was like, you know, like, I don't know where our parents was at. You know, I know my, I know where my mom was at. She was working. She, she worked two and three jobs to provide for us. Shout out to mom's hi mom. <laughs> um, she worked super hard. She was exhausted a lot of the times, but she always made time for us and she took good care of us. But I mean, she was, she was at work and then I was grounded all the time because, I mean, I was smart and I, you know, was athletically gifted, and I put, I was in band class, but I didn't do chores. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get straight A's, and I'm good at sports, mom. I'm like, I don't I don't care about no dishes. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I didn't do chores. So I was grounded all the time. So that, so she was at work. So I used to well, we'll just I'll just party at home. Like, I, <laughs> what are you talking about? So, so we partied all through high school. Smoked the best weed because my parents' dads worked for Lockheed Martin or up at CU, or up at CSU, or whatever, botanist and horticulture and all that shit, and they were growing the best, high times quality weed. I mean, back. I went to Cherry Creek High School. Back then. Oh, yeah, this, yeah, back then. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, but when we met last week, you're talking about the time around high school, you, something significant happened to you when you were 15. Yeah, my brother got murdered by my, by my, uh, I got three half-brothers, and my, my oldest brother, he was a, he was a, I think he was a four-star athlete in football, basketball, and track. And then he chose to give that up to go into the Marines. And then then I have an, another brother. He just recently got out. He did 12 years for some for some bullshit. And uh, and then I had another younger brother, and he was, he or another older brother, my third oldest brother. He was in and out of foster homes. He was troubled. You know what I'm saying? 
and probably abusing foster homes and all that. And then they lived together. And then, like, they had, all of them didn't really get along. They mm. kind of, like, tortured and beat the shit out of each other. And the two oldest ones tortured the shit out of my third oldest brother. And then that shit kind of calmed down. And then they lived together. When I was, like, 14, they moved in together and they were living together. And then and then when I was 15, we got this call, like, right after Christmas. And my mom's like, have you heard from your brother? And I'm like, no. And she's like, well, we haven't heard from him for, like, two weeks. And I'm like, well, for real? And then a couple of days later, they're like, we think your brother's dead. And then we had to go out there and try to go find him. And we ended up driving back to Nebraska and found him within, like, 90 minutes of being out there. And the police couldn't find him for two weeks. And he was eight blocks from the police station. So what do you think about that, really? I mean, it's just it's just like a it's just like a microcosm of like what's going on. Like police are. I don't I don't want to say by and large. I don't I don't I don't know what the breakdown would be of like how many police officers are really good or out there for you, and ones that are just full of shit and are out there to bully and enslave people. Well, you have some direct experience with law officers, no? Yeah, so my dad was a police officer for, um, I think, like, 12 years. He was, like, a police officer when I was born. He was a detective. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and are both of your parents black? Mm-hmm. Okay. My dad's really dark. My mom's lighter because there's a lot of Native American in her, my grandparents. I only asked because I wanted to know if your dad was black as a police officer, mm-hmm, was my was. question. Mm-hmm. Um, and how old, I mean, what year did he start being a police And was this in Nebraska, by um, the way? Yeah, this is in Nebraska. I'm not exactly sure when he started being a police officer because I was born 85. So I think he was, I think he was 22 when I was born and my mom was 28. So he he'd probably only been a cop like maybe two Two years, maybe three years. Maybe sometime in the 80s, though, right? Mm-hmm. Like early like 80s. 80, 83 to 85, he was a detective or whatever. Something around, like, give or take a couple years, 20 years after the civil rights movement. After the 60s, mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. In, in Nebraska, like, it's so interesting. I don't know. In my head, I think of Nebraska as, like, farm country and probably a bunch of white people, but that's just my It's assumption. a lot of white people. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. like... <laughs> It's very segregated. There's like the west side, it's all white people, and then the north side's all black people, and the south side's all Hispanic. And then so my grandfather, he's from Mississippi. That's where my ancestral land is and stuff like that, where my ancestors are buried on our on our own personal cemetery. And so we're we're my ancestors are from Mississippi. They're from the Delta. They're Choctaw Nation Indian. And then so after the Civil Rights Movement, my grandpa moved everyone up to Nebraska to get out of the South because it was fucked up. And he looked like Muhammad Ali, so... Uh, okay. He was, he, was probably, he was probably sick of all the bullshit going on, so he moved up to Nebraska, and it was, like, you know, undeveloped, and then he was the head of the United Food and Commercial Workers Union for, like, 30 years. Oh, wow. What an interesting story. Yeah, so he campaigned for politicians, met the governor, met the mayor, they had him over for dinner and all that shit, like, all the time. That's amazing. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. so cool. Um... Like, oh shit! You just said something about Mrs. Oh, I was gonna go. In. Okay, I won't go into that. It, it'll come to me at some point. Okay, let's go back in time. I'm curious. Okay, so you're born in Nebraska. You just said it was super white. 
we're specifically talking about racism in America. I say that there's going to be a lot of things that we talk about. But with that undertone, do you remember the first time you realized that potentially you were different because of the color of your skin? Um, well, they enacted this busing system in Nebraska to make sure that they, that there was diversity amongst the people. Like, you were introduced to different cultures. Uh, that, like, kind of system's been going on for a long time now. Right. Mm -hmm. So so they would, you know, you would go to, you know, one, so one year you go to, like, predominantly black school, and then you go to a predominantly white school just so you got to see, like, different stuff like that. Get, get, um... Get a different perspective. How old were you? I went to a lot of different schools. We moved so much. So, I mean, I just went to a bunch of different schools. I guess the question really is, like, when was the first time do you re that you remember that you... And, and it, wasn't, it was in high school. Okay, talk to me about that. I mean, this dude used to, like, fucking come up and call me a nigger to my face at school and, like... In Colorado? Mm-hmm. At Bear Creek. And, like... It's like you you don't want to make a big deal to me, but you're, you you want to tell you like shut the fuck up, dude, or or you know stab him, or I was gonna fucking bat. He had a nice ass, he had a nice ass uh, Trans Am. He had a sick ass car, and I was gonna Pontiac Trans Am. Yeah, that, yeah. It's gonna slash his fucking tires, and then and then my wife friends were like, dude, why are you fucking calling? Like, why are you doing that to Connor? Like, he's cool. Like, I just moved there. Like, it was just. I mean, Colorado's got Colorado's like. A headquarters for the KKK. So I don't know. Well, you know what's crazy about that? that? My mom, mom, if you're watching this, sorry for calling you out, um, but also not sorry because we talked about it. Mm -hmm. Today we were talking and she was like, well, Denver's actually super diverse. And I was like, what? No. Uh, like, are you serious? That's it's one true. of the most white cities in this country, if not states. And somehow my mom thinks that. I'm like, how can you think that? Maybe because I said maybe because you live in Aurora. Maybe because if there was a place yeah, that was diverse in Colorado, it would be would Aurora. Think, that's why she would think that. But I said Aurora is not Denver mm -mm. at all, um, and Colorado w was red, you know, up until Obama was elected. Which thank God we went blue then. But mm -hmm. not we don't have to get into politics. But yeah, I mean, I'm curious. Where did you feel more racism in Nebraska or Colorado? All of here for sure. Colorado. Way okay. More. Which makes sense that it was high school that you started really feeling it. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I ever really felt it out there. I don't know if I was in a, in a bubble because of who my family was. And my grandpa was like, kind of like big big deal out there. And we had our own land, so it wasn't really, you know, we just fucked with ourselves and really fuck with anybody else. So, I, if I ever, by the way, in this conversation ask a question that you're like, hey, Jamie, like, check your privilege or something. Or maybe you should ask that in a different way. I would encourage you to please call me out on that mm -hmm. i want that just so you know total okay. open safe space on my end mm -hmm. um when that person in your high school was saying that to you over and over again like for no fucking reason were you angry just because he was saying that or was the anger coming from somewhere else like where does that really come from and i ask no, that because people want to know right now why are people so angry like why ride it you know like, I get it, but I want to hear it from you. Like, where does your anger come no, from? No, I was, I was fine until, you know, he just had, you know, had had an exception with me. Like, he just, I don't know why you feel like you you can get away with that. And then and then it's like, you know, talk, talk to the administrators and like, don't react. Don't, 
fight. I'm like, well, what the fuck? Oh, like, so like, you went to? No, they they came to me because because one of my friends, my mom was just talking about talking to me about this the other day, and I didn't even remember this part. But like one of my friends wrote a a paper in his in his English class, and he was like conflicted because he has friends that he's been friends with since they were like little kids, and then you got this new kid in here, and I'm fucking cool as shit. Like I'm we're playing on the state championship football team. Almost there's only four sophomores. We're in the paper. We're all rock stars and all this shit. And this, these fools are fucking hating, calling me inward to my face and shit. Like, in the middle of school, in the hallway. Like, people can't hear this shit. And other people are calling this dude out. And I don't I really have to do anything because they were, you know, white people were policing themselves. They're like, dude, Connor's cool. Like, you're being a fucking bitch right now type shit. And I didn't really have to do anything. I wanted to do something. They're like, dude, just... Just you know, just chill, bro. Like we're gonna we're gonna look out for you. So shout out, I'm shout out. Glad to, that you had that experience. Shout out to the people that looked out. It was like a, so so my friend had wrote this essay in this paper. Like I don't know why this dude was treating my friend like this. Like I'm cool with everyone. I don't know what to do. And then and then the paper got turned into the administrator, underneath the principal. And then and then they called us in and had a talk with us and shit. And like we play on the same team, but he was just, I think it's because he was fucking girl like me. <laughs> <laughs> interesting because <laughs> she she was like she was like this cute ass softball player and then he liked her but but she was she was black hmm. so i don't i don't know what his fucking deal was he has poor communication skills yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna chalk that up too or he's a teenage boy like i don't know um okay so you had the experience in your high school where actually the white people were policing themselves, which is exactly anybody watching this. Do that. Yeah, say please. something. Say something. It's tell, our responsibility. Tell them to shut their fucking mouth and then spin their face while you say it. Do you really think that's the answer? <laughs> Truly, I, mean, I get why you're loud, saying so that. So there's like particles, like, you know, some droplets. <gasps> I get why you're saying that. Over. And the reason I'm asking you about that and calling it out is because, like, there is a way in which to say it that people will actually be receptive, because otherwise you might say it. How would you are like, say it? How, how would you? How would you? How would you call someone out? That's like, first I, of all, you have to. We have to. Racism is such a broad term. People don't feel like they're racist because they're yeah. doing. They're doing things on the little side of racism and not. They're like, I didn't call nobody no n word. It's like, well, dude, you're doing like you're doing that little that little bitch ho shit. That that's why. That's why I said to like you, call worst. me out because sometimes. It's, I was reading something, it's like, you're not born a racist, but you're born into a world that's full of it. It's like air. You're not born breathing, but the second you're born, you start breathing in that air. The second we're born as a white person, we start breathing that in, right? The privilege. And it's like, what about the sometimes mix? What you about can the forget mix? to breathe. What about but, the mixed people that are like, their mix are white and black? Yeah. And they're conflicted as shit. Like, that's I'm a mixed. Huge- I'm mixed, so so my 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 mom's side of family like there's there's like a lot of white in our side of family on that side, and my dad's mm. like I'm not really sure about because my dad's super dark, so yeah. What about that? Because I've had another I mean, friend talk to me about that too. It's conflict. There's definitely there's definitely though there's definitely the white there's some white genes up here, yeah. and there's some black genes up here, and they're like they're arguing. They're like this is some bullshit, depending on depending on what the situation is, and then if you're mixed, like. Niggas don't like you, and white people don't like you. The only yeah. people that like you is other mixed people. That's it. You have to you have to stay in your like little lane with. The only thing that I can even begin to possibly relate to that is I identify as queer. Mm-hmm. I like guys and I like gals, 
And that's queer. If you're bi, well, I like really for me, it's about the person. That's why I say queer because for me, bisexual is like too black and white. It's too this or that, and that for me, there's a whole world of in betweenness. <laughs> I'm a very gray person. Okay, um, gray is not good. Okay, so Malcolm X quote is the 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 hardest person to deal with is the moderate, right? Oh, I am not he'd, a moderate. He'd, ra- he'd rather that's what gray area okay, is. Gray I mean, area is moderation. Let me let you're me. Either, you're either this. Or you this, you ain't there ain't no gray area, baby. You gotta you gotta you okay, gotta okay. get on get let on me, one side of the fence. Okay, let me let me defend myself. Okay. I mean I am gray when it comes to sexuality. Okay. There's no one side of the fence for me there, and I'm very okay with that. Okay, yeah. When it comes to my values, morals, beliefs, oh it is black and white. Okay. Um, that doesn't mean that I'm not open to hearing both sides. I love hearing both sides. I think it's really important always to try and different perspectives. It's one of the reasons why I travel mm-hmm. and talk to all these pe- people of the world. Um mm-hmm. But, like, I'm if a good you are, listener, but if, I'm a ter- I don't like to listen. <laughs> <laughs> if you're bi, right, and you go to like lesbians, you're not gay enough. And if you tell a straight person that you're like, like a guy, that you're also into girls, and that is a whole other conversation with heteronormative people. I should specifically. <laughs> he's so, really, he's really into that. <laughs> so it's like you don't really, you can't fit into either group, and then you just kind of are. See, grouping's bad. So, yeah. so my, when I when I started my first real show when I got on tokereo.com that was like five years ago and my co-host he's a libertarian right so he's he's all about knowing the constitution and and he's all like one of the things was like we don't like to group people we take things on a we explore the situation on a case-by-case basis and develop our intelligence and our knowledge of the situation case by case that's that's where racism racism is grouped because you know, there's some black people I don't like. I'll just, I'll say that. There's some black people I don't like, okay? <laughs> That's fine. That doesn't make every black person suck. It's not about liking just each him. other. Just mm-hmm. him. Just him. And you're going to get your other black coin, be like, look, man, is this dude on some bullshit or not? <laughs> Rich, tell me, tell me if Tyrone's on some bullshit. Do that shit, you know what I mean? Have the conversation. Open up the dialogue. You know what I'm saying? Because if you feel like somebody's marginalizing you and disenfranchising you, then call that shit out. Like, hey, man, what you're doing is wrong. I don't appreciate what you're saying. And don't hold that shit in either. People don't communicate enough. And then and then they, they hold that in, and then it bubbles up, and it manifests in your actions. And that's what you don't want. Well, that's almost like why overt racism is almost... I don't want to say better, but it's easier to deal with because yeah. you can see it flat yeah. out on the table. But that woman, like in Central Park, probably bubbling up, bubbling, like growing in her, right? And then a situation happens and pff, it spills out. But it was all that like silent stuff that she was probably doing for a long time. But nobody ever called her out on it because it was so subtle that probably, you know? So I feel like, how do we... I have a question for you just... Speaking, asking this question for some other people I know that have talked to me that are both, that are mixed. hmm Where their white side of the family isn't, like, saying anything to them right now. Like, how do you have a conversation about it's that? It's tough, yo. Like, I mean, I got a, I got a niece. She's mixed. Shout out to Jada. Hi, Jada. <laughs> so she's mixed, and then, and then, you know, we're black, and her family's white. So, th- so you automatically have two different sets of values, Right. Is that automatic? Automatically. There's two different sets of values. That's what's being, that's what's, we should all have one set of values, but we don't. Okay. So as someone that grew up with families of different races, what do you see as some of the different values? 
I mean, if you could the put value of a, the value of a dollar, number one, the uh. value of a dollar, because this, this, the halves, they got money. That changes your whole your just the way you operate. Mm. If you don't got no money, turn off moms. Turn off that water. Turn off them lights. Close your window. You know what I'm saying? We pinching pennies just just to make it because we're dis we're disadvantaged. You don't have that. You don't have that over here with the with the people that have stuff. They're like, do whatever you want. Just go. Just explore. Go do that. Leave the door. We don't give a shit. It's funny that you say that because. I don't know if this is because I'm Jewish and my family very much so lives up to the stereotype, but I had the same thing. Always had, I literally got in trouble and had to pay a fine to like my dad if I didn't turn off the lights or things like that. So, but it's not, I did not have the feeling that it was because we didn't have it. It was more about saving at just being cheap. You know, it wasn't necessarily about the fact that we don't have it. There's so very different. Said. There's something to be said for being frugal. <laughs> I mean, it's a, sure, but it's, it's a, a good... total different mindset, and it comes out really differently because of that. You know. I mean, when brothers get rich, what do we do? Blow that cash. You can't take none of that shit with you. Get it, live it up. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like other other white people, like Jew, like I don't you know want to be anti-Semitic, but Jews like they they stash cash. They've got like hordes of money. I mean, I wouldn't say like we're just stashing cash. That's, that's, what, that's what, what I've I'm seen. Saying. That's what I've seen via the media. I don't. I don't know. No, but I don't, like, I don't, don't want to group you. If we're gonna buy my family, okay? If we were gonna go out to dinner when I was younger, mm-hmm. we could have just gone out to dinner. But no, it was like, where's their coupon? Where's their deal? Always. And if we were gonna go buy clothes, go to the sale rack. I don't think that I ever buy things, but, and then you learn that. And then I'm like, why, well, why would I ever pay full price? You know, you just learn to become that way because it feels silly. Not that you. My white friends stole the most. Really? Oh my God, dude. These guys were the best thieves I've ever fucking seen in my life. Well, okay. I mean, <laughs> like, were you ever with holy any, shit. were you ever with any of your white friends when they stole? So like, okay. So like back a, a couple years ago when Jameis Winston, right? He got caught. Like he was, they were. He got caught stealing crab legs. And it's like, no, he did not steal that. Like, so when you're so when you're when you're a hot shot athlete, like I experienced this when we're we're playing for a state championship, and one time we went we went to we went to fucking Safeway in Littleton on King King Carol and some shit. I can't remember. And then we walk in and they just start eating donuts and drinking Red Bulls, and they're just like ransacking the store, just eating shit, right? And I'm like, guys, what the fuck are you doing? And they're like, man, just drink. Come on, just. I'm like, now that you're stealing, and they're like, dude, you're being a, you're being a pussy right now. I'm like, fool, I'm not. <laughs> my mom will kill me, you know, mama's boy. I'm like, my mom will kill me. And then, and then I'm looking around, and the store manager is my friend's dad, and then, and then his uncle works at the deli, and then his fucking mom's running around. I'm like, oh, this is like a, it's like a family type situation, right? Like we're drinking these rebels and eating donuts and cookies and shit, and they just—they didn't really, like, care. We did it's that wild. shit. We did that shit all the time. Like, yeah, guys, go, go beat Chatfield. Like, go beat Columbine. Like, go beat those pieces. Like, fuck them. You know what I'm saying? They were just looking out for us. So, like, when Jameis Winston came in and they—they—he they, got a homie looking out for him, giving him crab legs because he's a national championship quarterback. This is called—it's called looking out. I don't know if that's crime or not. Is that crime? I don't know. I have a weird thing with grocery stores because someone (laughs) told me one time that if you're in the grocery store, in the grocery store, and you're eating it, it's okay. 
See, I have to agree because my grandpa, I don't my know grandpa why. used to love grocery shopping. We used to go. He's, I, from, he's from the south, but they didn't have. They was hungry. They had no food, so he he was going and he's sampling peanuts. He's cracking pecans. I'm like, grandpa, <laughs> you can't. What are you doing? Yeah, I, I, I was why. embarrassed. I'm like, grandpa, you, he's eating grapes, strawberries. He's try. He tried all the produce. I don't know why. It all feels of like, it. Uh, and like, then we just leave with a piece. We get a piece and then bounce. I'm like, grandpa. It does feel like you're sampling almost while you're in there. But I, I mean, they got samples in the grocery true. store anyway, so fuck it, right? The sushi samples, <laughs> I love it. Costco, my stepdad literally goes to Costco almost every day to uh, get See? samples. That's free food. You pay a of membership. Course, you pay course. a membership. Go get that. Yeah, it ain't free. You're paying for Exercise it. Exercise your rights. <laughs> I pay for this. I'm eating. I'm coming here to eat. I'll be here tomorrow, Seth. You know what I mean? Okay, can we switch gears a little bit? Yeah. Okay. Um, and you tell me if you're comfortable talking about this, but you told me about like a specific five year period of your life. What I tell you a five year period, and then and then I tell you if I'm comfortable with it. No, there was a time that you spent five years in a specific place. Oh, when I was locked up. Yeah, can we talk about that? I mean, it was fucked up. But I want. I, I put myself there. I was on felony probation, and I fucked up felony probation, smoking weed. I didn't do no new crime. And in Colorado, they can send you to prison from off of probation for dirty ways. For stuff that's fucking legal now, right? Prison, not jail. Prison. So I went to prison. I went to prison boot camp. And then I graduated top of the class and I was gonna I had three years of felony probation. I fucked that up. I got through two years. And I graduated top of the class and they were gonna I was waiting to grab a and they're gonna ship me back out to finish my last year of felony probation. And then I was gonna have it's gonna be expunged and all that. And then this dude tried to fucking bitch me up in the grab bait, like calling me out about I can't even remember. And I was like, I'm like, damn, dude, it's like it's like a make or break moment in my life. It's like either you're gonna be a bitch right now, let this dude talk shit to you, and just you're, that's gonna be your life, or you're gonna fucking stand up and because he was trying to like we we as graduates we had different jobs and like the job we had like one of the cush jobs is laundry because you get to move around the whole facility. Everyone else has to stay in one spot. She had to run around the whole facility. So I got a I got a I got a jersey to be in the in the laundry room. But I would like go do laundry and then I would go to class. And these schools were like, they still had to they graduated, but they still had to go do some more time. They still had like five or six years to do, and they just knocked eight years off their sentence. So now they gotta do like go do like five more and then they get out. But I was gonna get out right away. So they're they're probably jealous, mad, like, well, fuck this dude. Like, and they were trying to get it to their friend. And he's trying to bitch me up. It's like, you should come off that jersey and da-da-da. Like, you don't even respect it. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, I'm about to be gone in a couple days. I was like, matter of fact, how about how about we come, how about I come discuss it with you after class? And I'll beat your ass. How about that? You and then you can take the jersey off me. So I went in there and did that, and they fuck I roughed him up too much. There was like blood all over. I didn't like kill the I didn't like he was just a bleeder. And then so, so they threw me in the hole for two months. Wait, wait, what does the hole mean? The hole? Like Solitary I'm, confinement? Yeah. So they threw me in the hole for two months. Because after, after, you know, being a, you're like, I'm trained by the Green Beret and like all these uh, fucking army rangers and shit. And so I'm like super dangerous at that point. But I didn't fuck the dude up that bad. But he, there was some blood on the walls and shit. And I did smack him around a little bit. And he was older than me. So they threw me in the hole for two months after that. And it was like, that was where, that was where I had, I had had the moment where I'm like, I'm not fucking around doing no more bullshit before that. Cause boot camp was hard as fuck. They, their, their recidivism level, like if you graduate boot camp, 
you will never go back to prison. They they had like a they had like a less than five percent recidivism rate. Oh, so it works. Oh yeah. They was kicking your ass. I mean, I'm glad that you said that and said that lie because <laughs> I personally, I mean, I thought I was going to be a detective forever studied criminology, sociology, and mental health mm-hmm. and rehabilitation programs, which are bullshit in my opinion because they don't really rehabilitate you and the statistics about once you're in the system going back and going back, but you're saying, no, f- only 5% after you do this. That program for- in particular, five-star program. In Colorado. But they don't want you to not come back. They want you to come back to prison. That's how they make their money. They make their money to you fucking up and coming back and destabilizing your community and all that. That's what gentrification is all about. Gentrification is where they come in and they fucking flood. They flood this area with drugs. And, of course, these underprivileged underprivileged people are going to go out there and try to even up the odds because they can't get no money. They're not trying to work at fucking McDonald's and all that shit forever. They want to have some shit, yo. Rich people that have, they have money to have shit. They can go have a good time, go to concerts. You can't do that shit working at Wendy's and shit. So then you get a bag and you fucking hustling and you working and shit. Just trying to even up the playing field so you can live a better quality of life. And then you get caught up. And then they and then they put you in fucking prison. And they destabilize the community. And then the property value drops. And then moms can't fucking handle it by herself no more. And she has to move. And then some white person buys that, and all these white people buy this property and they sit on it. And then, boom, once the whole neighborhood's clear, they raise their price up and move in some rich people. That's how gentrification works. It's a 30-year plan that they had, that they had planned out. They had the, all that shit planned out. I mean, is this neighbor... This is not the Highlands. This is... Uh, it's like in between Jefferson the Highlands, Park, Highlands no? and Sloan's Lake. Sloan's Lake? Okay. Paco Sanchez Park. Okay. Because... Where I like, I live in the Highlands, I mean, 20 years ago is not what it is now, but that's exactly what's happening here. It's really sad for the communities that were here for a long time, um, especially where I am. It happens to be like a very big Mexican community. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some local stores there, but anyway, that's a whole other story we're getting into. What in Colorado specifically, I know we have some of, we have Supermax here in Colorado. like Florence. Prisons here are wild, and I'm just curious when you Gladiator School. What's Gladiator School? Gladiator School is Buena Vista. That's where I went to. That's where I went to uh, prison boot camp at. They call it Gladiator School because you're gonna fight there. You're gonna bang. That's where you. That's where you get your stripes or whatever. If you didn't, if you didn't have no when you went in. Were you scared? I mean, I was. You get scared of like situations, right? Like I was scared of like if I didn't stand up for myself. What kind of person am I going to be the rest of my life? Yeah, and talk I chose. To me about I, ch- that. I chose. I chose to stand up for myself, and you know, I don't advocate violence, but I mean, when you're backed into a corner like we are right now as a whole society, you don't got. That's all you got. You like you tell them motherfuckers shut your mouth. I'm not trying to hear this. People are telling like leave it alone, and it does that shit don't work. So then you have to take shit into your own hands, and sometimes all you got is your hands. That's it. So. I made that decision, and then, I mean, at a point in time, I was like, man, I fucked up, because that shit cost me seven more years of my I, life. Well, I was just about to ask you, was it I worth been, it? I would have been, I would have been, I feel like it is. I'm doing great now. Okay, so you, would you do it again if you were in the same yeah, situation? Yeah, I wouldn't do anything different. I, okay. I wouldn't make him bleed that much. That's what I would do different. I just would have slapped him around a couple of times, and that's it. You know what I mean? Or maybe just bodied him up. That way he wouldn't. 
Sure. He wouldn't have been bleeding, but his but ribs, his ribs would have been fucked up, and he wouldn't have been, he wouldn't have been, and it was, he was getting at me because it was, on, it felt like some racist shit then. Too. I was about to ask, was Honestly, this a black guy or a white? He's guy? a white dude. He's like, he's like five years older than me, and I mean, it, you could just, there's just stuff you're doing. It's like, man, are you just, are you trying to be a dick? Are you racist? Like, what is it? Because you can be a dick without being racist. So did he? How do you know then it was racist from this guy? I can't. I can't. So I'm not in this. You don't so know. Okay. So he definitely. That's the thing was about racism. Like we can call it, but they're like, "You're not in my head. How can you tell me I'm racist? I just don't like you." It's like, okay, well, we can build on that. Mm. But we can't build on some shit we don't like. We either either you don't like me or you're racist. Like which one is it? Just just pick one. Well, what about racism in the prison system? That's what I wanted to ask you about. Is it the same as it is out here? I mean, I've walked the yard, and there's dudes with there's dudes with fucking swastikas, like big ass ones on the back, and they're like, they come to you like, look, man, I made mistakes. Like this shit on my back, it doesn't define me as a person. And you're like, unless you're you're kind of like, it's like, all right, like I don't know you, but whatever. Really, you have random people. And I assume that's a white guy with a swastika. I mean, I'm like, I'm like one of the, I'm like six, you know, six, six in my boots, like walking the yard. So like, I'm like one of the biggest people, like any prison, any prison I ever went to, I was like, I was the biggest. I'm like, I was like 10 pounds. Oh, so people preemptively do that. So people are like, look, dude, look, dude, I'm cool, man. Don't kill me. Okay. I'm cool. Nice tat. You know what I'm saying? Do you think it's real? Are they doing it to protect themselves? I mean, they're just trying to be cool. They're like, they might, they might have fucked up. Like, you have to give people that. If, if someone's mm. gonna come, if someone's gonna come to you real, I'm like, look, man, I made mistakes before. I'm like, I'm, I'm here because I made mistakes too. I think that's a, a really important point because there's probably gonna be a lot of people right now that have made mistakes, that maybe are even nervous to like fess up to that or it's, say that's it. A, that's the thing that you feel. You feel. Have you ever felt nervous? Like, we're, you want to tell somebody the truth, and you just like the nerves just. God, them. yeah, all the and time. Like, God, I really just don't want to tell Carl I hate him. <laughs> Is racism a better one? It's like it's net. That's not. Just tell Carl you fucking don't like him, mm. or whatever his name is, Richard, <laughs> Bernard, <laughs> or Stacy, well, who, whoever. All these Karens out here. Fuck Karen. <laughs> so, okay. Did I tell you about what they did to me? Like, so, so, so a week before George Floyd died, like I was trying to help some uh some some wildlife right like i had a friend and she had some raccoons raccoons yes you did tell me she about had some raccoons. fucking raccoons and i put out the post because like, i got five thousand friends so i'm like i'll put out this post and we'll find these things at home can i did my research can you can are these things domesticated yes google said yes google said they sell them found out the price point so then we're like okay well we can we can you know make a little bit of money find these things a good home i know lots of people that would take care of pets love them to death and then so so I posted a picture. They're in a, they're in a cage. Like they can't. They're they're you know, they're in a, they're got them in a cage. So they're not running around the fucking house tearing shit up. And oh my god, so many girls like oh my god, you got like so many girls like oh I want one, I want one, I'll take one, I'll take one. And then the, and you got the haters that come in. Like first it's just all love. Like we'll take them, we'll give them a good home, look out for them, blah blah. And you got the haters coming like. It's against the law if you don't have a permit and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, motherfuckers got tigers and shit. Like, what do you... You don't need no fucking permit for this for some raccoons, do you? And then I look... I have to do my due diligence because you got haters out there. And they, what they do is they, they're helping you up your level. You know what I'm saying? Or that's how you have to take it. I, was, I love challenges. I love upping my level. I love getting the knowledge. So can't nobody talk to you, right? So, so then I'm like, okay, well... 
I guess you have to have a certain amount of land or like you have to have a permit if if everyone's gonna be checking on your shit like that. You know what I'm saying? If people could just mind their own fucking business, that would be great. But we don't we don't have that. We don't have we don't there's all there's all eyes on everyone's society. You know, I'm, I stick out so everyone's all eyes on me all the time. What's whatever I you know what I'm saying? I guess I signed up for it or something by living. So I don't know. Uh, so so that's a I mean, you said that really flippantly, but like that, damn, I'm going to repeat that. <laughs> I signed up for this. By you being said, alive. I guess I signed up for this by being born. Yeah. Like that. Like taxes. We didn't, I didn't sign up for taxes, but I was born and they taxed me. So I guess that's just, that's it. Uh, sure. But taxes are a little different. You can avoid, mm, you can not. I would pay. like to, I would like to keep that money. I don't okay, fucking but you know could you. choose to not pay your taxes. No, you, you can't. can't choose. I mean, I know, I I know about all that stuff, but, but get in, you get in trouble. Whatever. All just, I'm saying is, we're that just trying to we're just trying to find some animals, some homes, and shit. <laughs> and y'all is fucking tripping, right? Like three hundred comments. Oh my god, for like two days. Yeah, but then, then what then, happened? Then they sent the police to my job to come check and see if I had some raccoons on me at work. And then I'm like. And this this is right after Ahmad uh, Aubrey got got shot just 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 jogging, and I they're like asking questions they can, they can see I'm getting upset I'm like man my boss is right there am I gonna lose my fucking job is a rac is a raccoon more important in my fucking life than my job and shit like what is this who sent the police oh man it was it was like it was some girl it was some it was some some women on my I don't know I don't know exactly who it was. I didn't. They weren't gonna tell me. Okay. You know what I'm saying? They didn't. They didn't even know the facts. Like, do you have raccoons? I'm like, does it look like I have fucking raccoons at, at work at the airport? Okay, but we don't know. Come on. We could assume plenty of things, but we don't really know. Who's right. I'm. Cops. I have to be. I'm like to be. I used to assume a lot, but I like facts now. Okay. So we don't know. The cops came, and I didn't get arrested. They didn't. But I'm like, man, the last, the last black dude that fucked up, he got killed. So I'm just, I'm upset because. I didn't fuck up. I was doing something trying to help the community. And you're immediately on edge. It's not like you could have a casual conversation and be like, I didn't do anything. Right, because no you're, you're wrong. Because the, the dude on CNN, I don't know his name, but he's like, he's like, at the end of the day, being black is a crime. Do you feel that way personally? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, it just got approved. I was trying to help, and I got criminalized for trying to help. Yeah. Oh, and then the next thing, like if you, you know, help, help and hustle. Those are those are my two H's. You know what I'm saying? I like to help. I like to hustle. If I can put them both together, that's called the triple H. You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to help. I went from I went from I was gonna sell. I, honestly, I was gonna sell them, and then I had to do my I had to do my research, do my due diligence on the situation, and like, okay, you know, if you don't have permits, like I'm not I'm not trying to have I'm because I'm not trying to have no law come fuck with me. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So. I switched from from trying to sell these things like okay well let's find them a, a, a yes. refuge or some land that they can go to and be safe and not get killed by coyotes and shit because that's how that's how they got became orphans. Yeah, you're trying to do everything you could to and do they, the right thing, and they and, and then you still you get the cops it blows gone. up in your face. No good deed goes unpunished. It's a real thing. It's sad. It's the saddest reality. I'm gonna leave that one untouched because I don't know. I hear what you're saying, but I'm just not gonna go there. But just, just for the purposes of what we're talking about, just living proof that it's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking that like other good deeds. I mean, unfortunately, you're not. I think about some of the stuff I've done and then gotten, you know, yeah. Get there's in trouble no for you it. get it's, you it's get hard. punished. It's hard. Um, and 
so you said today, now is like the summer of 93, right? And I asked you, are you going to go to the protest? No. I really want to. I know but you want. It's just yeah. You can talk about it. I'm I'll get shot. Those honestly, people getting hit with rubber bullets and that shit. Like I seen a girl with like a rubber bullet lodged in her fucking head. I'm like, man, I got two. They gonna they gonna hit me a, a whole bunch of times. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm too I'm too big of a target out there. And then you know when you're when you're already when you're already a felon, like let me get locked up again. Yeah, you can't take the risk because they don't. Even- I can't. I already been to prison like n- multiple times. For the same crime, so if I if once you get in, once you get in, you may not get out. Mm. There, there's all kind of shit. There's all there's well, all right, kind of shit. You got put in the hole, and then it can get worse. That was even the worst. They, they held me. They held me illegally. In uh, I was at one prison. I, I was at this one. I had to go back to prison because I got I got I fucked up. I got a DUI on parole because I was an idiot back then. So I had to go back to prison. And I was only supposed to go back on. It's like it's called a turnaround. You, they put you in, they like sit you down, collect you, collect your thoughts, and they kick you back out. So I was there for nine months. I had to be there for nine months. Eight months and three weeks in, I'm at this recycle plant in Canyon City. Um, they have the Canyon City complex. They have four prisons in it, and then they have this. They have this minimum. Uh, they have this minimum security prison, in, and they have like industry jobs, and one of them is a recycle plant. And I used to go into the city on the recycle truck and um, get all the recyclables, um, cardboard, cans, shit like that. And then there's other dudes that didn't have clearance to leave the... Because we used to drive out of the, the whole prison complex into Canyon City and then to Florence and then another town, I can't remember, and pick up all the recyclables. And then the other people that they could, they could just work at the facility. Like they, there was trucks that would come drop recyclable cans and they would sort them and all that shit. So those dudes were fucking bringing in dope, right? They were someone riding home like, hey, just drop a can off and with some shit in it, some weed. They brought in weed. They brought in pep spice and tobacco, not even weed. Not even weed, right? So so that shit came in. That shit came in. They found it, broke it down, stashed it before anyone that was on the truck got back. That's including me. So And then the, the Colorado Bureau of Investigation had a videotape of all this going on. And then so so they knew that I had nothing to do with it. So then they came back. So so what they did was like they they figured out what these dudes were doing. They found the drugs. They put powdered dye on it, and then they wrapped it up and sent it in. So that when people un un undid the package, like they got they hit them with a black light, and they had all this powdered dye all over them. So they would know they're 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 guilty of trying to introduce contraband. It's called introduction of contraband to a facility, which is like. It's a it's a street it's they call it a street case. It's like a you know a crime you can get in rural but in prison. It's like a it's like a felt it's like a F six like it's nothing. It's just like still like a write up because you're just gonna do like another year. But it's like whatever. If you're already doing ten years, like whatever. I just want to mm. get high. I just want to get high. Like fuck it, right? So so those dudes those dudes did that. Then here I come and they sit us all down and then they're fucking hit. I brought the black light and I don't have any on me except for like on my glove. And they searched my desk. I don't have. I don't. I don't have. I don't have glue. I don't have the powder dye all over me like all these other fools do. But I have some on my glove. They're like, "Well, where'd you get that?" And I was like, "Probably on the fucking light switch." Or like, they broke the shit down in the bathroom. Probably, I would guess. So I probably hit the light switch or the toilet I touched or whatever. I don't have nothing else on me. My UA came back clean. And then they what they did was they couldn't charge me with a street case. And they're like, "Are you gonna tell us anything?" I'm like, "I don't. I wouldn't tell you if I knew." 
but I don't have to because I wasn't here. This is amazing. Like, I don't even have to tell because we know I wasn't here. I don't know shit. Like, how would I benefit from this? Also, these are some white boys and I'm black. That's that's where race. Like, oh, now you not racist. I was going to ask how, you that question. How, how does racism work where I'm just like, what the fuck? It don't even work. It, it can't even work for you if, if it was if it can't even. It just is terrible. You know what I'm saying? Like, those are white dudes that did this shit. Like, why? I'm not a skinhead. So how, how would I know? Why would they tell me anything? Why would I know anything? Also, I wasn't even here. And they hit me. They hit me with a with a class one write up, introducing contraband to a facility, and then fast forward. So I had to go do. So so I don't. I was at. I only had to do nine months. I was gonna get out on parole the following week, right? So they they my number shot up. So I had to go to this other facility, Crowley, and I had to do another eighteen months. Eighteen. Another eighteen months. So triple the time that you were supposed to do. I was like. And could, then, you get a, could you get a public defendant? There, there's no justice. Like, once you're in there, there's no justice, right? So, so I, I mean, even in the, even in the kangaroo court, because they have, like, a little court thing you go through, and I'm looking up, like, what my defenses are, and what they were charging me was was complicity, right? Complicity is what these officers that got, that they finally got arrested today and charged, they were complicit in the murder of George Floyd. They were there watching it happen. They didn't stop it. They didn't, t- they didn't. T- Nothing. Nothing. That's called complicity. If you see it, like if you even see, if you even see some shit in prison, and they see you on camera seeing it, they'll charge you with complicity. And I almost had to almost like at Crowley, this dude got this. Okay, so these 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 skinheads, these white supremacist dudes, these young cats, they were like nineteen, twenty. There was like five of them, and that's a real thing. Like truly, skinheads. KKK white uh, supremacists. I mean, there's 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 all different kinds of gangs. Like there there he he had he had the so he had the white he had like he had some lightning bolts or some shit because you can have the swastika or you can have the double lightning bolts, which is like some oh kind of, I didn't know about some that some kind of officer. There's all kind of different shit. So this dude had the this dude had the this dude had the lightning bolts right here on his face, and so so they wanted him they wanted him to be their big homie. These are the little homies that want to be. The, and he's like, dude, I don't want Bay no more. He was probably just like young, young pieces of shit like you is what got me in here. So I'm not fucking with that. So leave me the fuck alone. So they, so they jumped his ass, right? They came in with locks and locks. It's called a lock in the sock. Where you put like a, you put a padlock in the sock and they beat the shit out of you with it, or a bar of soap. They beat the shit out this dude. And I'm, I'm sitting in my room taking a shit before I go, before I go shower, and I can hear in the room next to me like all this shit going down. And I'm like, oh my god, we're about to get locked down. Right, so I fucking go. I go to the shower and I and I I walk by my I walk by this room. It's right next door to me. I walk by this room and I can smell the blood. But I'm like, and I was I started to look. And I'm like, don't look, cause they'll charge you with complicity. Cause if I look, then I have to go tell. That's where the see something, say something shit comes in. But in there, you're just you. You got blood. You like you keep into yourself. You're like I'm just all I do is get out of here. I just gotta do my time and get the fuck out of here. Right, and that they fucking murdered. They murdered this dude. Like you could, you could smell the blood. And the, I, I'm like, Thank you God. heard it, and they murdered him. That he ended up, he ended up dying. Like he had a, like a, he had, like, like broke his shit. neck, and he was, he was all fucked up. But I could smell the blood. And I'm, but I'm like, don't look, because if you look, you're gonna, you're gonna do some more time. Yeah, what a feeling. I can't even imagine. That's terrible. And and 
too. Do you notice anything like, and I don't want to make anything that isn't there. I'm just curious, like with the officers that are in the prison system, because from what I know, the prisons are disproportionately black to white based on the percentage of population that's out here, right? Did you find that to be true when you were in prison? Uh, I mean, well, there's a lot more white people. So there, there's like, it's it's a lot of black people. I, I would say like prison, like all the ones I went to, it was like, it was like, mm, it's probably like 30% black people. Which is disproportionate. Yeah, we don't account for that many people. 10% in, in the U.S. Yeah, so it's it's too many. Okay. And what about the officers and like the treatment of people in prisons? Did you notice any differences or were you all just prisoners? I mean, yeah. I mean, they, I mean, you don't, you don't really notice like what kind of concessions or leeway white people is getting. But if they do, you just make them your friend. Like, hey, so, go, uh, but it's kind go of ask like the microwave a back. different operating. <laughs> take the microwave is like. Is it less about race in prisons and more about gangs? Um, and can they mix? You know what I'm saying? I mean, ra- being a racist part of a gang. Like, if there's a there's a if there's a riot, then you you squad up with all the people that look like you. Yeah, I guess that's true. That's just what it is. It was like one time that it happened. That was like very intense. Okay, we don't have to talk about that. We do <laughs> not have to talk intense. about that. Okay, is there anything else that you want to say about racism in the prison system? That you think would be important I mean, for people I mean, to know it just, that it just it goes it. it goes from the real world to in there. So I mean, it really starts like in the real world. Okay. Like it's just amplified in there because it's everything so compact in there. So it's, so so we can talk about the real world then. And here's the thing: I asked you if you would have this conversation with me, mm-hmm. and you said yes. Mm-hmm. I've been doing all the questioning. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you just want to share about growing up? You in America or racism or what you think that we as white people can do to help or make a difference? Um, I mean, I've been, I think everyone's been thinking about this for, for, for right now or just recently, seriously, everyone's been thinking about it a lot more. And like, I've been trying to like put my finger on one thing. Um, and then it's, it's just, you know, basically, it's you know calling calling the people out. You know, being willing to have the hard conversations. Yeah, and those conversations, like they never, they never really. Like conversations when that you would have without uh, like a tragedy like this going on, they never really went nowhere because it's like not it didn't feel that important. And just recently, in the, within the last four years, it's just like, you know, these. People are these people are getting murdered by you know they're defenseless. They're getting murdered for no reason, being nonviolent. Well, and what would you say to all the people out there that are like, this looting and rioting is ridiculous. We have to stop that. I mean, I just I just kind of understand it because when I know when I was twenty when I was twenty two twenty three twenty four twenty five I was wild as fuck. Like I don't know, I don't know what what side I would have been Me- on. I, I I would I'd have been on the wild side, you know. I don't know if I'd have been destroying shit. I'd probably been like firing off fireworks and, you know, 
I don't know if I I don't know if I would have hit an officer or like what kind of maybe spray. I'd, I'd be I'd be the one talking and 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 raising the energy. That's what that's what I do. I raise the energy on situation. I put the, I put the jumper cables on shit. Mm. That's I'm a catalyst. So I mean I'm just glad that I I lived long enough to 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 be here this long. You know what I'm saying? Back in the '90s, you wasn't gonna make it past 21. That was that was that was that was all you could hope for. 21, and then you know, hopefully you don't get shot in the head on your 21st birthday. Like that was that, that was thing you talked about. That was your reality. Huh. And then, and then you get past that, and then and then all my 20s, I was locked up. I was locked up all my 20s. All like that. Those aren't necessarily the best years, but it, like, you know, those are your knucklehead years. Those are years where you're just like. You're still kind of like filling shit out. You're just fucking up and you're like, oh, I'll fix it tomorrow and all mm. that shit. And now you don't go to bed until the shit's fixed before you go to bed. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, le- leaving stuff to chance isn't a, isn't a thing anymore. So, I mean, you know, I mean, it just, these these are these are young people, they're enraged, you know, like, and they're, they're wondering about, they're, they're talking about violence. It's like, the this started because of some violence. Mm. I know it's like how does that not get remembered when people are talking about the violence now I don't understand that over over a $20 over a $20 fucking check like come on dude like who calls the cops on a $20 check in the fucking first place and the and the the owners of the store the owners of the store are black so they feel like shit right now Mm. because they called the cops about 20 fucking dollars and y'all know they're they're like don't call the police because the police don't make nothing no better. Like we already knew that shit, yo. But you know, thank you for standing up at least. And they offered to help pay for the funeral, but that 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 doesn't that doesn't help their parents. That doesn't help that family. Don't call the cops no more. That's what I would say. Fuck the po- fuck the police means don't ever call the cops no more. That white that white bitch that fucking called the cops on that dude because she didn't have a leash on her dog. Well, okay, I think... Don't call the cops no more. Delete the number 1911 out of your brain. They, it call the cops it if don't you're literally having a heart attack and you need an amb- ambulance. Call Uber. Like... Tell them to get you a lift to the hospital. <laughs> don't call 911. Fuck that. I, I think right now with the way that the... I don't know what we call it. Police system. I don't know why I'm losing my words. They right call now. it the justice system, and it should not be a. It should not be a, a system. They should change. They have to just change all this shit. The Constitution wasn't. There was no black people there when they wrote the Constitution. So that right there is why we don't get treated right. Mm. So so tear that shit up. Tear that shit up. Redo it. No, don't redo it. Tear that shit up. Make a new one with some black people there. Because there wasn't no black people there when they wrote the motherfucking Constitution. Bill of Rights or amendments. We wasn't there. Or we was, but we was in somebody's backyard on a leash. So fuck all that shit. All this shit needs to go. All of it. My mom, I told my mom that. She's like, you're crazy. I'm like, mama, was there any black people there when they wrote the Constitution? There fucking wasn't. So get, that, shit don't, that shit don't have us in it. Wow. So get rid of that shit. <laughs> D- number two, don't call the cops no more. Call somebody else. Create someone else to call. Don't call no more. Po- the police, police is like the worst word. Like you shouldn't. They shouldn't even be called police no more. They should. They should be called peace officer. They should have. They should have a on their shirt. It should say peace officer, peace officer not police. I like that. Amen. To no that. more police. Fuck the police. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that because we're starting new shit. 
So that old system of police didn't work. Policing started as a system to find slaves that ran away. It's mm. a property recovery team and asset protection. So they kept your slaves there, or if they ran off, they went and got them for you. That's where police comes from. So fuck that. Peace officer. I don't want to see police on shit no more. I don't want to see police in the car. I want to see po- peace officer. I, I, yes. Where is that? <laughs> um, Affect some peace, bro. How do we do that? You change it. You can. It's as simple as changing the shirt. <laughs> change the shirt, bro. You're a fucking peace officer. You ain't police no more. You ain't here to pick up slaves and shit. All that shit's done. Okay. What do you think simple, about simple things that you can do that that will it'll it'll register in people's mind and then it'll be the new reality. Well, the the reality is that words create reality. You know, the only reason yes. this is a fucking sofa change is the, because we call it change the name from a justice system to a justice gateway. Oh, I like that. How about that? that? How about a gateway to justice? Because the system it goes around and around and around like this. That's not what we want. That's what's fucked up. I know because I lived it. Mm. I made it out of the system. Make it a justice gateway. I love that. A lot. Write this shit down. <laughs> this is the hardest shit ever. It's being recorded on a simple yet profound idea. Yeah, peace officer. It really is. It changes everything. What an hour. Do you want a break and like get some snacks? <laughs> <laughs> Here, you talk to them. I'm going to go get some more, some more cans. Well, I mean, we can. You want to keep going because we could also. No, wrap. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go get the snacks and come back. Okay, I'm I'll right keep back. going. So you, you, you. Okay. This is this is Jamie doing some thoughts while I'm gone getting snacks. Okay, I'll keep going. I know there's only three of you watching, so whoever you are, if you have any questions live, please put them in. Jess, I think that you're still there watching, um, but yeah. Connor definitely not afraid to throw it down. I think it was so interesting what he was just talking about. I mean, I've been thinking about where racism stemmed from, which is slavery, but I did not think about, like, when the fuck did our actual police system start and why? I mean, that was mind-blowing to me. And thinking about us policing slavery, and we still have the same system, the same words. No shit we have to change the system that's crazy. Um, so, for those of you that are watching, what questions should I ask Connor when he comes back? Jess, I know you're there because you're writing. What do you want to know? What should I ask him about? Um, I was thinking about asking, um, like, what does it feel like to not only just be a black man in America, but also be a black felon? Um, and does that add a different layer? And, and like... Okay, what about the American dream when that's your label? Um, so that's what I was thinking about asking. I also want to ask him about the term African-American or black. Uh, I have a feeling that we, meaning white people, use the word African-American because that feels more PC. But I don't actually feel like that's the term that should be used because when I hear the black community talking about it is black. It's black lives matter, not African-American lives matter. And there he is. Connor, what perfect timing. Oh, you brought the sushi. Oh, yeah. We're getting it here, people. We're getting it. Thank you.
Oh, and you have like legit chopsticks. Yeah, too? my cousin's Asian. Your he's, cousin's Asian. Your mom's Japanese Native American. Like my mom's, my grandparents are Irish and Native American. Okay. I'm Irish, Native American, and black. We've got all blends. So nobody asked the question live, but people are staying and watching. So that's good. Oh no, she did. Okay, she might ask re-ask questions. Did you already discuss what he, you, Connor? What do you want and need white people to be doing for this movement? I mean, you can just echo what I just said about changing. It's about changing the mindset and using different words. So, so we don't. So we don't. Okay. Speaking of words, though, and and you might have just heard me walk in on this. African American or black? Is there an or? Can it be both? I mean, black is just kind of African Americans too much. It's, it's like the, too, like, PC trying to be nice. It's too many words for me. It's just too many words. Okay. I'm not trying to say African-American every time. Does but that black, right? But black is just... But does African-American res resonate with you? Do you? Does that feel right? No, honestly. Because you're just... You were just Americans. And you even said your grandpa was here, like, how long ago? You're just Americans. Exactly. Yeah, we're just... I'm not... I don't need to be an African-American. I'm just an American. That's okay. it. Okay. That's just for me. Other people like to be super, actually, super PC. I'm not a super PC dude. <laughs> Clearly, and I like that, and neither am I. Um, but what you just said I think is super interesting because I'm an American. I've never, ever, ever had to classify myself as all oh, the yum berry. I was about to say, which one do you um, Never had to classify myself as something other than American, but just within that, saying African-American. This one's fire, too. Within itself. That's what I just had. That literally already makes you different. Yeah, we're not we're not trying to be we're not that's trying to, bullshit, we're not we're not actually. trying we're not trying to be divided. Yeah, and I think that that's what that term does. No, okay. So what do you want? Need is change the word, change the language, change, change the language, change the way you talk about things. Let's let's change. Let's what the police can do. They can change their name from Ooh. police to never having police on their cop cars. On their uniforms, on their badges, they they have a peace. They're a peace officer. Yeah. They're trying to keep you from breaking stuff, keep you from getting escalated, keep from escalating you. It's great. Uh, I really love that. So, Jess, keep talking to people about that. I think that's great. Now, one thing I wanted to ask you about when you were downstairs, you're like, just talk, Jamie. And I was like, okay, let me think about the questions. <laughs> If there's anything else you want to say just about what it feels like to be a black guy in America, say it. And to your point, sometimes you feel like you're not black enough or you're not white enough. You could talk about that. But what, well, they, don't, they don't take you seriously. Like I, I've been, I got my my minority business enterprise certification. Like, congratulations! Eight, eight months ago, thank you. So that allows me to get government contracts and grants. I go to the top of the list on these things, and it's to help economic development in the community so instead of affirmative action they help me by i work hard so i'm going to continue to work hard and it's going to put me for it's going to put me at the top of the list Hell yeah getting certifications for government contracts so i use that at the airport so i could start a tv network in seven airports because the owner i work for he has 88 restaurant locations in seven airports so i'm like bro i work for ks 107.5 I do commercial production and promotion, and they let me do my radio show from Comedy 1031 there for, for a minute. I'm probably going to go back there and start that up again. But I'm like, what we can do is, like, we have all these TVs in the airport. All they have is Sports Center and CSNBC. 
and everyone's sick of seeing that shit. So I'm like, we'll we'll create custom ads, and then we'll create content. We'll do our radio show, broadcast that live, and then we'll create short films, and then we'll do like we're gonna. I was gonna do a QVC channel for Colorado-based jobs and cool. And, yeah. So I got. We're in the car running by now. <laughs> the apocalypse meaning coronavirus. <laughs> And yeah. everything else yeah, that is going on crazy. in the world. It is crazy. Um, so, you, were you going to say something else about that? Because um, so we were talking about what it feels like to be a, a black guy. In oh, America. yeah. They, just, they, don't, they, don't, they, don't, they, they don't take you seriously. seriously. They don't take you seriously whenever you're trying to do some like real shit. And they don't... I mean, the overwhelming feeling for me is like, I'm smart, intelligent. I can write a business plan. And it it'll, it'll get shot down, and you're like, well, what? Why is it getting shot down? Why did you give it to this other person that's even not as qualified for me? And I and now that's me talking to, and I have like a checkered past, so I can't really I can't really say shit like that. Well, that was gonna be my other question. Speaking of which, because I'm gonna say, what does it feel like to be a black man in America? But then, what does it feel like to be a black felon in America and have that label. I, I mean, mean, it sucked this first, but after time goes by, you learn how to you know how to navigate and kind of you know separate yourself from that. It'll never go away, but you don't you distance yourself from the the kind of energy that comes along with that, with how you talk and your actions and how you carry yourself. Good for you, um, but I don't imagine that's easy, and I don't imagine that it's not. Yeah. <laughs> so what happens when you tell people that? You don't tell them no more. Mm. Which I don't like. Okay, so when so dating. That's when it gets fucking dicey. Because, mm. I mean, you're not telling this girl this, like, oh, I went to prison for five years, and she finds out, like, you're you're in love after six months. And then you get, a, like, a letter from your brother, and she's like, who's Quentin Jackson? Like, what? why is somebody writing you from prison? Mm. And you're like, because I was in prison. And she's like, what, for murder? And you're like, no. <laughs> what are you talking about? You're like, no, for smoking weed, which we're doing right oh now. Oh, my God. Goes together. right back to, like, damn, that was real. Like, why the nigga got it? Oh, for Mer, I wouldn't be here. Be smarter. Do you? I don't know if this is a fair question to ask, but do you typically date? Do you date women? First of all, I should ask, and I know that because I met you when yes. you were with Jamie. That was a yes. dumb question. Do you typically not me, Jamie, a different Jamie? Do you typically date white girls or black girls, or is well, it just a, about the person? There's not a lot of black girls out here. Uh-huh. We're in Denver. Back to that whole conversation. Also, also, I, also, I grew up in Littleton, so there was no black girls out there. What was that like being brought home to the white girl's family? I mean, I've been told not to date people's daughter before. Really? Yeah, by people that like me. They're like, you're cool, Connor, but don't date my daughter. I'm like, all right. Did you ask why? No, you don't ask no questions. That doesn't usually work out for you. How They're like, times? I don't need questions. I need compliance, motherfucker. So you're saying this like really not casually to me, but quietly, and I don't need you to get loud about it, and I don't want to make you relive any feelings because that sucks. But I'm sure that it there are people that are going to watch this. 17 years ago. That yeah, but would never think that that happens. Oh, it happens. And often. No, no, I mean not often. Not often, but it does happen. Some girls are afraid to bring you home. They're like, oh, you're a felon. Like, they're just like, they're in their mind, they're just thinking all the worst things. Oh, God. And they're like, are you going to think positively? That's what, you, that's what people can do. They can think positively because they don't do that shit. Mm. People that are on that positive shit, 
they be thinking negative shit too. I, I feel like I'm the only one that thinks positive all the time. That's something I developed when I was in the hole. Like I had to think positive and superhuman about myself and narcissistic just to get out of that. So, I mean, solitary confinement, that's a whole other... If I'm cocky, that's why. It's a whole other can of worms. Because you have to believe in yourself and be like, you're dope as fuck. You're going to get out of here and do a bunch of dope shit. When you're locked in there day after day. I mean, you day, have to do something. No it's inhumane. Sunlight. Something. That's a whole other conversation to have. Let's let's go back to racism. Because, <laughs> fuck, I could talk to you about the prison system for a long time. Me too. But um, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, and we won't. So, how do you, do you see any, like end in sight for this and like how could there what I mean, would today was what huge. would take it today was huge because they upped the when they upped the charges even though it says without intent i'm like unintentional motherfucker was on his and this is a black guy well that's the thing this with, is a black guy that did it i'm like come on dog well that's the thing with the justice system it's actually not his fault because i was talking to some people about this in order to literally legally prove intent you have to, like, we can say, okay, he had this hat on. He was in these, like, white supremacist groups. They work together. Trust me, I think it was intentional. I know, but a black person, it wouldn't be no question. Every murder that happens in his life is premeditated. Yeah, yeah. Premeditated, open and shut. It's an open and shut. This motherfucker was pre- it's premeditated for nine minutes. So what Get is the that, fuck like, out of here. the difference with evidence and, like, putting innocent, like, there's so much stuff coming out with DNA right now and, like, it makes me happy. Like, some people are being released that have been in prison for how many years? Completely innocent. Um, do you think that there is... I mean, this goes back to just dismantling the system and getting the corrupt people out of there because, of course, they probably get rid of evidence or don't talk about things. I mean, but there's no way to prove that. At least I don't know any way to prove that. Yeah, everyone would have to start telling on each other. But your father was in the... Which they should. Y'all should start telling. Y'all make everyone else a rat... And a snitch. But it's kind of tell on everybody. Kind of its own gang, in a way. It is a gang. It's the biggest gang there is. So then, how do you rat and snitch? Like, how do we make that culture okay? I think we got to talk about mental health more and get people just to be a little bit more vulnerable. How do you do do that? What do you mean? What do I mean? I literally mean that vulnerable. Talk about how do you feel? Like, what's going on? What are your true beliefs? Not just this tough macho thing. Because here's the thing. You sometimes you don't want to talk about it because you're like, this isn't going to help. It's not going to Sometimes is there? Does talking about everything that's fucking with you help you? You're asking the wrong person the question. <laughs> I don't think so. Sometimes you just need to let that shit go. Yeah, sure. People tell me that. So, be the bigger person. Let it go. I'm sick of being the bigger person. Oh, and I had to eat sushi, that's apparently. <laughs> Jamie, I was like... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Let like, that shit go, Connor. Be the bigger person. Man, fuck that. I think it, If I'm screaming and begging you not to do something, then don't fucking do it. But people still do that shit. I'm screaming and begging for you to get off my fucking neck. And you're like, you'll be fine. And then and then I'm dead. And then you're not fine. This is not... This is So that's just not fine. Like... People don't listen. Like, I'm telling you, this is going to fuck. I'm telling you, like, look, if you do this to me, it's going to put me in a mental state. I just went through this. Well, like, people that are close to me. If I tell you don't do something, don't do that shit. I'm not playing. So, oh, 
man. I'm like, I don't even know what to ask you next. But I really do think we should wrap this up because yeah, I yeah. know just know what people are going to watch on here. But you and I can continue the conversation. Yeah. For any of you, though, that have just joined, I know there's only three of you. This is Connor. We're talking about racism in America. We're going to wrap up here soon. But if you have a burning question, at least from what I know about you, you seem like a pretty open book. Um, willing to talk about this. So if you have a burning question, please ask it. Um, yeah, leave some comments so we can respond. Now, I just... What, w- what would you say... Okay, so we talked about changing the name, right? Instead of police, it's police officer. peace officer. Instead of the justice system, it's the justice, justice gateway. gateway. Okay, what... Other than saying those things and trying to transform the language, what steps of action can white people do right now? To not just be an ally, to, but to be a co-conspirator, to contribute to the cause. Or, or what, do like, what such, do you want? What do you It's such a big thing. There's just, it's such a, it's such a large issue. You know what I'm saying? It's not like... It's not like little holes we can plug up. Like the dam is fucking broke. It's been broken. Do you think this is important? What we're water. doing? Yeah. Do you think this helps? I hope it helps. I feel like I came up with. I like to do interviews and talk on the radio because I come up. I call it getting the jewels. Mm. So like the peace officer thing and the fucking justice gateway. I was thinking about all this shit last night before we talked. Like the justice gateway. I mean that's a jewel, yo. It's not. It's not a system. We we don't we don't want a system, yo. We don't want that because that's how systemic shit happens. Yep. Like all these words are interconnected. All these words are together. System, systemic, that goes together. So change the words. It's a justice gateway. A gateway to what? Knowledge, peace, justice, all those things that we want. Understanding. Gateways, you gotta do it. You got you gotta do the right thing to to open the door, to open the gate. You know what I'm saying? You have to the you know gatekeeper and keymaster type type shit. So those are a couple things on top of my head. Those are major things. People not seeing police. One, as soon as you see the word police, you're a black person. But peace officer instantly makes you feel huh. Right. Also, a peace officer won't have lights on their car that induce seizures. Also, would they? I don't mm. think so, because I wouldn't go. Because if you change the name, then there's then there's then there's other context around it that doesn't go together either. Totally. Because when you got the blue when you got the blue and red lights, that that's it's just like that's anarchy right there. And then this is gonna this causes seizures. Like why would you have why would you have stuff that causes seizures on your car? Does that make any sense? Did you say that to yourself out loud? Did you say that to your like let's put some seizure seizure inducing lights on the car? It's honestly something I don't even think about. What kind of fucking sense does that make? But it doesn't make sense. Who thought of that? Fire him. Okay. Start firing people. All the people, what we should do is all the people that that have been, black people that have been murdered wrongfully, they they need to retrial all that shit. All these cops that got away... Retry. Ah, that's not a bad idea. Retry the shit. Also, this is one thing I would want too, right? So, so we don't. We, I mean, the the dude up the charges from from third degree murder to se- to second degree murder with with not without intent, which he there's intent there. So, in the criminal justice system, jurors have power, right? They have the power to upgrade the charges themselves. 
So, when the jury gets in there and is deliberating on these people's cases, they should take it upon themselves to be like, Your Honor, we reviewed all the evidence, we heard all the stuff that was said in court, we have entered in new charges. They have the power to do that. The jury can do that. You can enter in new charges to be recognized by the court, by the judge. We enter in a new charge based on the evidence and what we saw and what America saw. We would like to uh, in put in the charge first degree capital murder and he's guilty. And you can do that. Let's do that. Not just for this dude, but for all the all the fucking cops that have been killing brothers. Or anyone else that's innocent and unarmed. This isn't just about I don't I mean Black Lives Matter, I I, I love that. But it's about innocent people. Innocent people are getting taken advantage of, murdered, and disenfranchised. And it, I mean the the powers with the people, people people don't feel powerful. It takes it takes it takes riots across the entire United States to to get this done. Like the power to the people, but it, it only it only it took one dude to kill that dude. It took people not just in across the whole United States. It took people across the whole world. Like that is that's not that doesn't seem like power to me. Definitely not from a, I mean, sure, if we all get together, but it, is it not more powerful when one person can make a change for every, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, so so you people that we elected up there to make changes for us, y'all need to start doing some shit too. I don't, I don't even, we, we don't even know why we're here, honestly. Everyone's frustrated. We don't know where to turn, where to look, what to do next. I have some ideas. Hopefully people would share my ideas. I, I know a lot of people won't. Um, people don't share my ideas. I'm, I'm like... I know I'm, Jess, I'm, I know Jess I'm is a, for sure sharing a, the peace I'm a, officer. I'm, a, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm sharing the peace officer officer thing. I'm sharing the justice gateway. I think that's amazing. Um, I People are going to share ideas. If they want to know more of your ideas or find you, how can people find you? Um, you can look me up on... I really don't, I really don't talk about issues like this. I'm more, I like to have fun. Okay, but you want to no, watch your comedy, a, watch your TV. A, Come on, I'm a fun person. So I, you are. I, I can attest I, to that. I do. I do a radio show um, from my house, and then on uh, at KS one seven five Studios, or actually Com- Comedy one three one Studios. So it's called Super Stash Brothers or Super Stash Bros B R O S, live from the Poppin Panda Palace, and I was doing that every Monday, but we're I'm rebooting my show. So we're going to be looking for that for the for in the next couple weeks, because I'm I'm switching over from a daytime show to a nighttime show, and I'm buying all kinds of lights and effects for the for the studio that I'm putting together in my in my basement. Cool. Um. So so we'll be doing that, and then uh, I mean I'm on Facebook, Connor Sullivan. I'm on Instagram, Icon Polo Don I K O N N P O L O D O N N. That's my Twitter too. And my Snapchat, same thing, Icon Polo Don, only with the one. We'll put it in the comments after. We'll put it in the comments. Cool. And then you can peep me out and message me. And I mean, I can't have too many more friends. I got 5,000 friends on Facebook. But I have I have a second Facebook page that I'm I'm going to be working with a lot more. It's That one's Icon Polo Don, too, on Facebook. But I don't really... Oh, you know, horrible problems to have. Because I'm a rapper. That's, so that's, just, that's, just, that's just for music. That's not really for, like... 
authentic genuineness of what we're doing right now. So you said you're a positive person, right? You like mm-hmm. to have fun. Mm-hmm. Have you brought that part of you into the last week at all? Have you been able to? I have to, yeah. I have to laugh and make jokes. Is something you can leave us with? Some funny stuff? Yeah, why not? Let's let's get some real, like, your personality mm. out there. Come on. God, I can't. Oh my. I don't know. I think that sometimes comedy is the best medicine, even in the worst tragedies. And so... But by the way, we don't have to leave on that note because this is really, this is really think, fucking serious. I can't think of anything and funny to say right now. I mean, I appreciate everyone for for watching and listening and and taking in, um, you know, the knowledge that I'm trying to impart, the ideas that I have of how to help move the situation forward in a positive manner. And maybe that was a really asshole thing for me to ask you to do. Um, <laughs> I, I'm just like I'm a comedian. Like, like I'm not that one that gets put on the spot. I'm just like funny with like. I'm like, in the a, I'm like situational comedy totally. in the situation. I don't have jokes. So just to wrap it up, sorry to put you on the spot. I know that wasn't fair. Mm. And for a lot of reasons. Um, is there anything that I could have done differently or that I should have said differently or that I could have or should have asked you or not asked you just for no. my own learning? No, I like the, I like the natural flow and the unscriptedness. That's how I do my show. I don't, I don't. I don't like scripted stuff. I like it to be natural. And you did good. Thank you. Thank you. You you ask me a question, I can go for for a minute. I don't necessarily mean in the interview style. Mm -hmm. I mean in things that I said as a white person talking about racism in America. No. It's just... It's just like an oversensitized subject, so I, really I, I, I can I can see like where you want to be politically correct and say the right things. And no, I, mean, I just want to know and call me out publicly because maybe I don't know, and it could help somebody else. Truly, I want to learn. It's not about being politically correct. Right. I mean, if you were out of line, I would I would be like Jamie, come on, you know. But you weren't, so cool. So well done. And well done, Jamie. I think that, and correct me if I'm wrong. It's literally, you can have a conversation with anyone about anything as long as you come at it from a place of respect, openness, and love. Literally. That's it. At least from my perspective. I don't know. What do you think? What made you like feel comfortable talking to me? I, I, can, I like to fill it out. I can, I can read. I, I've learned how to, during my course of being incarcerated, I learned how to, you, you have two eyes, you have two ears, and you have one mouth. So you should listen and see things twice as much as you talk. Hmm. That's what I was taught. Cause I used to talk a lot, and if you talk a lot, you just start lying a lot. Like it like comes with the territory. So if people if people think more and listen more and watch more, before before they even think about talking, that helps that helps things out a lot. Mm. Because if the optics, I like optics of things, the way things look, or if you say if you say it out loud, if you say things out loud to yourself and see how like it makes you feel, because you can like feel so like there's like. When you see like movies and the dudes like saying the stuff in the mirror before he's about to go on the big date, right? That shit works. Talk to yourself in the mirror. Do that. Say say that. Say whatever bullshit you're about to say. Practice it and then see like, would you let somebody say that to you? Mm-hmm. Fuck no. Mm-hmm. So don't say that shit. That helps you think wow. about. Wow, that is. Your... I say nice things to myself in the mirror, but some of the means that is a lesson I'm going to try on. Yeah, say all that bullshit Truly. you're about to say in the mirror. I'm like, don't say that. Wow, that could be really fucking powerful. Thank you. Help me out a lot. Thank you. Okay. Um, anything else? Be safe out there. If you don't want to go protest, 
find your friends that are that are doing video of it on their live and share that shit. Share this. I got three phones and a computer. I'm about to share this shit on my friend. You can follow my friend Stephen Freeman. S T E V E N Freeman. He does great work. He's he's got he's got a good head on his shoulders because we're out here nonviolently protesting. Don't be throwing shit at cops. Don't be in, don't be making them get violent because they're gonna get violent. They're gonna get. They have no choice. They have no choice but to get violent. Right? They're gonna they're gonna flashbang. My friend's been shot twelve times by rubber bullets. Mm. So if you're gonna go out there and do that, be safe. I want to go out there really bad, but I am I'm like. I'm a person that gets caught up in the moment, so I need to keep my ass locked in the house. Drinking with good company. So, <laughs> so, and I've come, a, I've come a long way. Like, if I went out there and I got locked up again, people would just be like, Connor, you haven't learned anything, have you? So, I choose to stay at home and empower my, my friends that got my back. Like, everyone's got to have their back. Everyone's got to have each other's back. So, they got my back, so they're going out there. And I and I share this and I share the shit other shit so I can boost the coverage because they try to they they have electronic machines out there that are cutting off people's um, electronic devices in the feed, trying to keep the truth from us. So I'm gonna help the truth get broadcast on a on a large level. So I share I share my friend's uh, Facebook live feed again. His name is Stephen Freeman, and he goes out there and he's keeping the peace. We don't want to we don't want to be inciting violence out there. We just want to be we want to be seen and heard. So, if you see a friend, if you have a friend out there that's, um, you know, sticking their neck out on the line for for what's right, then you the least you can do is like share the cause with other people. That's what I do. That's what I'll be doing tonight, probably. So. Thank you, so much. Absolutely. Stop the live now. Cheers. Cheers, y'all. Send okay. it. Send that shit. <laughs> Bye. Cheers. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the One World Your Story podcast. If you enjoyed hearing this story and you wish to hear more, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes and YouTube. And of course, follow us on Instagram at One World Your Story. From all of us here at the One World Your Story podcast, we are sending you so much joy and love. Have a wonderful rest of your day.